Hello Trekkies, welcome back to another episode of Yelling About Star Trek. My name is Chris Fox and this is the show where I yell about all things Star Trek for your amusement so I'm not yelling at my friends and family. Today I want to talk about something a little bit more serious than what I typically talk about on this show and that is this kind of issue of there being a small but vocal minority of fans that feel Star Trek Discovery and Star Trek itself is becoming too focused on diversity, too focused on inclusion, and too woke, quote-unquote. So I kind of want to get into all of that today. So get out of your space pajamas, put on your shiniest pair of boots, get a cup of tea, get a cup of coffee, and strap in, because things are going to get preachy. And of course, they're also going to get nerdy. Before I get into the whole topic overall, I want to give just a little bit of background to provide some context about when I kind of saw this issue was starting and what led me to become so angry and passionate about this issue last week. Back in 2015-2016, as you might remember, uh, CBS and Paramount started releasing more information about this new Star Trek series, Star Trek Discovery. It was around that time that we started hearing about the fact that, oh, you know, this show is going to be set in the Prime Universe, not the Kelvin timeline, or a brand new universe. Uh, It's going to take place 10 years before Captain Kirk. It's also going to feature... A character named Michael Burnham, who's going to be, spoilers, Spock's sister. And of course, like a lot of the fandom, I was excited because, well, Star Trek hadn't been on TV for a very long time at that point. And it was just nice to be able to watch brand new Trek. I was also a little bit concerned because I'm thinking, well, there's, you know, some continuity issues about Spock having a sister. And like, yes, there was a sidebot, but why would he have a sister and not mention it? There was concerns about, well, if this is 10 years before Kirk, how can you really have a series? And should we go back to the past again? All those things people were concerned about. And all of it made sense because most fans like myself were concerned about the continuity and what this new continuity would do to the series that we know and love. But it was around that time that CBS also said, hey, and by the way, we're also really going to focus on diversity and inclusion. Okay. And to me, that's like, well, yeah, I I hope you do, because that's what Star Trek is about. But yet, there were fans out there who were like, no, you can't force diversity. You can't force inclusion. The other Star Trek series didn't do that. How dare you? And I was shocked by these comments and by these statements. Now, flash forward to last week, I want to say it was. I was scrolling on YouTube, and I saw a Star Trek trailer for... Uh, Paramount Plus, and I thought, oh, I'm going to check this out. Maybe there's going to be some new footage of the Pike and Spock show, Strange New World. So I thought, yeah, I'll check it out. And unfortunately, they didn't really have any new footage for that series, but it was a cool like kind of like, hey, get Paramount Plus, and then you can watch all the Trek. And I was like, yeah, I'm in. This is cool. But there was one part in the trailer where they said, and focused on inclusion. And I was kind of thinking, uh-oh, I hope people aren't going to say anything negative about it. So I scrolled through the comments and saw people were saying, ah, it's too woke, too focused on diversity, too focused on inclusion. And that's kind of when I lost it. I was furious when I read this. And all I wanted to do was reply so badly and say, like, have you literally not watched an episode of Star Trek? Like, 
Are you not aware that that's what Star Trek's been all about since it started in the original series? I mean, come on. But I didn't do any of this, and I thought, you know what? I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to get into a YouTube comment fight. It's not worth it. Instead, I'm just going to vent about it on the podcast because I think it's a worthy topic for conversation. So that's where we are. That's what's kind of been getting me really, really frustrated. So all I want to say in this episode is that, well, spoilers... Star Trek has always been about diversity and always has been about inclusion. In fact, you might even say that Star Trek has always been woke, even before woke was the thing that we started to say, and even before it started to be used as a negative, like, oh, you're too woke, which, like, that's a whole other issue. I don't see why people feel that, oh, you're too woke. It's like, no, come on, like, we need to fight for social change. It's what we do when we want things to change. But that's beside the point. Star Trek has always preached that not only is diversity something that is to be expected, something that we think is critical, but it's something that we should celebrate. Just look at the main cast of almost any series. In every series, you have a main cast that is diverse. You've got people from different backgrounds and people of different genders. And that was fantastic. And then you get shows like DS9 and Voyager, who not only do they have a diverse main cast, but they go out of their way to cast what we would consider, what I consider to be a minority in the leading roles. In DS9, you have Captain Sisko, who is Star Trek's first African-American captain. In Voyager, you have Star Trek's first uh, female captain in Captain Janeway. So I think that to me is phenomenal and i think that's that's actually the the best example of diversity but what's even more important than the fact that they cast uh, an african-american to be the captain and a female to be a captain in each series is the fact that the characters themselves don't even care they don't even acknowledge it as something that would even be worth discussion no one on ds9 says oh wow uh you know captain Cisco's black or uh, oh yeah, we 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 still like you, and we totally respect you, and we totally appreciate the fact that you're black. No, they don't ever say that. They just it's a non-conversation. You know, even people that do have an issue with them don't have it for those reasons. Look at Kai Wynn. She hates Captain Cisco. She doesn't like Captain Cisco because he's the emissary and he's an outsider. Not nothing to do with his race. Well, it actually has to do with the fact that he's not Bajoran, but nothing to do with him being an African-American, you know, and the characters don't ever really acknowledge that. Same with Voyager. No one ever says to Captain Janeway, oh, geez, you're a woman, you must be a terrible leader, except for the Kazon, and the Kazon are meant to not be likable, and, you know, they're sexist, but it's understandable because they're the Kazon, and they are written as the bad guys. But no one, like, on Voyager ever says, oh, geez, she's a woman, like... Oh, that's not good. In fact, the only character that ever seems to have an issue with Janeway is Balana, who says the line in the first episode, like, who is she to decide what to do? And Chakotay says, well, she's the captain. And then Balana's like, okay, fair point. And that's never an issue. So I think it's amazing that you have two shows with leading characters who were not the norm at the time, and the characters themselves don't ever seem to be surprised by it or ever bothered by it. And even look at TOS, that cast is also very diverse for the time. And there's actually a great episode called uh, Plato's Stepchildren, which to me is actually a very disturbing episode. Definitely check it out. But there's a great line where Captain Kirk tells Alexander that in Starfleet, no one's going to care about your height. And Alexander shocked by this because he was always bullied for being really small. 
And that was something that he felt really self-conscious about. So the fact that Captain Kirk was like, hey, not only are you going to be accepted, but no one's going to care, um, I think is just a huge sentiment and really does carry on this belief that not only should we embrace it, but just people aren't going to even really care that you are a different person or a different background or different race. They're just going to accept you for you. Now, as I said earlier, Star Trek not only acknowledges this and is fine with being diverse and says that we should, you know, accept it, but it also really celebrates diversity and inclusion. Just look at the Vulcans, aside from their core belief of logic overruling everything, is the belief in infinite diversity, infinite combinations, which basically means that we should embrace the differences because diversity comes in all shapes and sizes and forms. And it's just something that's natural and something that needs to be embraced and appreciated. Now, outside of the Vulcans, I think actually one of the characters that really demonstrates this the most is Dr. Phlox. Dr. Phlox on Enterprise not only seems to accept the fact that people are going to be different, but he seems to be excited about it. He's curious and just wants to learn about other cultures. I think an example of this is is his food intake. The fact that he accepts the fact that he's going to be eating human food, but also seems to genuinely enjoy it. I mean, there's a great scene where he's talking about uh, Chinese food and how he enjoys it. And I say Chinese food, fully acknowledging that I think they're referring to what I would say is Americanized Chinese food, not actual Chinese food. But either way, he seems to be excited about it, even though it's not Genobulan food. And he's one of the few characters in any of the series that doesn't stick with food from their own uh, race. So, I mean, 90% of the time when you see humans on Star Trek, they're eating human food or some variation of it, with the exception of uh, DS9, where they all drink Ractagino, uh, and that's the Klingon coffee. And I like to say Ractagino because when Rom talks about Ractagino, he says Ractagino, so I'll stop saying it now. But the fact that they are all drinking Klingon coffee and not defaulting back to, you know, regular coffee or uh, tea or any other human drink uh, is pretty impressive. And I would actually say that DS9 is probably the best in terms of uh, truly embracing diversity. Not only do you have a diverse main cast, but it's kind of implied that there are so many other aliens and different species on the station, which you'd expect because, well, it's a place of commerce and a place that people uh, come from all over the galaxy come and visit. Uh, in fact, there's a great scene that I think illustrates this where Kira and Cisco are talking about this officer and they say that, yeah, oh yeah, there's a lieutenant, I can't think of the name, um, he's budding again. And then Cisco makes the comment, oh, well, how many is that? It's like, it's like five or ten new kids now. And then Cisco says, oh, well, I guess we'll need some bigger quarters for him. And both Kira and Cisco are delighted by the fact that this officer is having more, more children. And they seem to be very pleased by this and like, hey, let's find a way of accommodating him so that he can take care of his ever-growing family. But at no point do they ever seem bothered by the fact that he buds like a plant. I believe that's how budding is like a plant. I'm assuming that's correct. But he buds, which is very alien to us, and they don't ever seem the least bit bothered by it. They're excited by this because they embrace diversity. You look at someone like Commander Dax. Commander Dax fully embraces Klingon culture and Ferenki culture, and she seems to like not be disgusted by any of those aspects and is totally uh, forward and just seems to be immersed and always willing to learn about that. Uh, she eats gawk, which is a huge thing, and gawk, if you don't know, is the Klingon 
uh, food, which is basically just live worms. So that's something that she enjoys. And um, she even talks about this uh, Captain Captain Baudet, who we never get to see on screen, but supposedly he has a transparent skull. And, you know, Dak says, ah, he, he's kind of cute. And I've dated him a couple of times, and but he talks about himself, so it's not as nice. And then Kira looks horrified, which I'm surprised that Kira would be so, oh, transparent skull, like that's not cool. But Dak's totally fine, doesn't even phase her. So she's someone, again, like the rest of the cast, truly embraces diversity. And outside of the way the characters act about diversity is the different stories and the scenarios that the crews typically find themselves in. I mean, there are so many episodes that basically say, hey, don't be racist, don't be sexist, embrace all the differences, and, you know, enjoy it, learn from it. There's episodes like the TOS episode, which is infamous, called Let That Be Your Last Battlefield. And that, in case you've forgotten, is the one with the two guys where they're both half black and half white. But um, but it basically, in that episode, is Don't Be Racist, Racism Kills. And it's a well-meaning, it's a well-intentioned message, just not done well. And then you get other episodes like The Outcast, and that's the episode where Riker falls in love with this woman who's from a race where they don't identify, they don't take on any gender, they're gender neutral. And because she identifies as a woman, that's a huge problem. And again, not necessarily well executed, but very well intentioned. And I think trying to, you know, do the Star Trek thing of trying to take a common issue that we deal with today and trying to put it into a science fiction lens. But again, that episode is also don't be racist, don't be sexist, don't be hateful, don't be hurtful, and just embrace differences. And all throughout the series and the different series, you can find examples of this. And perhaps the best example of this is the DS9 quintessential episode, Far Beyond the Stars. And that's the one where Cisco has a vision of being this guy named Benny Russell who exists in the 50s as a science fiction writer who's dealing with racism. And that's one of probably Star Trek's best example of trying to tackle the issue of racism. So everywhere you look in the Star Trek universe is an example of diversity or inclusion, whether it be the characters' interactions or be the stories that they're telling or just the main cast of each series. No matter where you look, you're going to find those examples. So all I want to really say is, if this is bothering you, and if this is something that's upsetting to you, then perhaps Star Trek isn't your thing. Maybe you should find a different fandom. Because, well, it's everywhere. You better get used to it. And it's the way it should be. So on that cheery note, all I'll ask is, what do you think? Do you agree with me? Do you agree that Star Trek has always been about this and there's nothing new? Or do you take the position of the vocal minority that thinks, hey, Star Trek is too focused on diversity and too focused on inclusion? Let me know. Also, let me know what you like about the podcast. Let me know what you think I need to improve. I do want to get better. And in the paraphrased words of Captain Kirk, I will see you out there. That away.